John Muir Show, 10.52 a.m. It was the monologue of today's program. We spent a whole hour on it. Uh, there's these efforts in the United States to reform policing in, in this country, and a lot of it centers on how to try and make officers accountable for their actions. Uh, we have a guest who's a good friend of this program who has an interesting take on this matter, and we thought you should hear it. So we head to the phone lines now and are joined by Dr. Will Flanders with the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. Uh, Dr. Flanders, thank you for your time. As always, how are you doing today? Good morning, John. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you for joining us. So uh, you and one of your colleagues penned a recent op-ed on accountability for law enforcement. Uh, if you could start by telling folks, uh, what's the idea that uh, you're presenting? Yeah, so obviously there are lots of ideas being floated around, some more serious than others. Um, you have the defund movement that I think when you get below the surface level for a lot of folks isn't a, a realistic policy, right? And, and there mm-hmm. are people out there that want to fully defund the police. There are others that say, well, we want to reform. But when you get to those extreme positions, that's not a realistic take. So what we're trying to do here is look for what would be a realistic reform for law enforcement that would still allow for protection to be provided to citizens while also potentially making them more accountable for their actions. And what we discuss here is applying the Act 10 legislation from Governor Walker's term to uh, police and uh, potentially fire, but we're discussing specifically police organizations here, reforming unions, reducing union power, um, and the same sort of benefits we've seen from Act 10 in other areas of public sector unionization, we think we could see in law enforcement as well. And of course, when it comes to Act 10, uh, it's been almost a decade now since Act 10 was put in place. So we, we don't have to guess as to how it worked. We've seen how it's worked, and, and it has been incredibly effective, even though its detractors obviously won't admit that out loud. Uh, not only has Act 10 saved a lot of money, um, but when it comes to something like, you know, teachers in the classroom, it's actually improved the overall quality uh, of education in some of our classrooms in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, when it comes to uh, improving quality, you're saying that uh, an Act 10-like measure for police departments uh, could actually do the same. It could improve the overall overall quality of our policing in Wisconsin. That's right. Public sector unions serve to protect their members more than anything else. And that goes for teachers unions, uh, police unions, all sorts of public sector unions. They're not necessarily serving the ultimate public interest. Their role is to protect their members. And what we've seen with teachers is that since Act 10's passage, we've been able to get poor performing teachers out of the classroom and good performing teachers are able to benefit more. They're able to get raises. They're able to get benefits based on, you know, pay schemes that reward, um, you know, good outcomes. And we think in, in terms of law enforcement, we could see, this, see the same thing. Um, reducing the protections for bad apples, we know that 99.9% of our cops are great and doing a great job, but that 0.1% or so that's giving all cops a bad name right now, make it easier to get those folks out of the system. You know, the George Floyd incident in Minnesota, this cop had over 18 complaints against him over the past few years. That's probably the kind of guy that shouldn't have been on the police force to begin with. So I think it'll benefit all cops if uh, if those bad apples can be taken out of the system and good cops can be rewarded more uh, with with pay schemes that could potentially benefit them and, and give them raises based on uh, merit. As we're being joined by Dr. Will Flanders with the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, so and that, and that's a big thing for this program and for so many out there is we want obviously the bad actors in the field of law enforcement to be held to full and proper account. 
for any of their transgressions, but we want to ensure that all of the good officers are not hindered in any way. Uh, do you see any way that uh, the good cops would be harmed by the proposal you're talking about, or, or is it nothing but positives for them? So, you know, what we've heard so far since we put this op-ed out is some folks say, well, you know, what about frivolous complaints? And, you know, those are cops need the protection from frivolous complaints that are brought up. And, of course, that is a problem. Uh, the, the argument that we make to counter that is that, you know, what we could create is a system of uh, liability insurance where, um, you know, cops pr- purchase their own liability insurance. Those cops that might get one or two frivolous complaints over the course of a career, you know, that their liability insurance rates will remain low. Uh, but those that are continually having complaints, like this cop in Minnesota uh, from the George Floyd incident who had 18 complaints, his liability insurance rates would continue to go up. And eventually it might reach a point where it's untenable uh, for this guy to even remain on the force. So even if some of the checks and balances of, uh, you know, superiors bringing, uh, you know, complaints about some of the things that this officer was doing didn't uh, come to the forefront, maybe the private sector liability insurance actually could uh, serve as its own sort of check on the bad actors out there. And we're running short on time, but just so would you say that if there's a complaint that's made frivolously against an officer and it's investigated and it's determined uh, not to be based in reality that uh, the officer's rates would not go up for any sort of insurance? Well, I think it's sort of the same you know, analogy we'd use for other kinds of insurance. Inevitably, there are going to be cases where um, you know, it's, it's not your own fault, but the fact you had a traffic accident means that your, your rates may go up to some extent. But I think those things tend to wash out, and the, the ones that are having continual complaints are, in fact, almost always going to be the bad actors, and those are the folks that would see their rates you know, increasing continually. So I think on average it'll work out well. Um, there is inevitably going to be some, you know, complaint that uh, leads to an increase in rates that uh, potentially shouldn't have. Uh, but over the course of a career, those things should sort of average out, and the bad actors will be the ones that are really suffering. I, I, I don't like, you know, the good cops being punished at all for, you know, unfounded complaints against them. But everything else uh, about what you're saying, I think it's really interesting. And uh, I like it a lot. If you would have uh, referred to it as a comparison to Act 9 or Act 11, I think you could have gotten Democrats on board, too. But Act 10 is probably <laughs> going to turn them off. Uh, Will Flanders, thank you for your time, as always. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Same to you. We're back tomorrow with more of The John Muir Show. Until then, stay right, stay red, and most importantly, God bless. This is The John Muir Show.